Welcome to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast, a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Moira Sutton and her amazing guests share real-life stories, tools, and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life. Come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears, obstacles, and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to episode one. Marching to the hoofbeat of the divine drum with our special guest, horse listener, Fotini Shadrika Walton. Horse Wisdom Yoga is an equine guided wellness practice by Fotini Shadrika and her horse partners as a way to help people on their journey from head to heart. In this modern day, so many of us feel stuck in a vicious cycle of doing more, wanting more, just more. The horses help us return to our authenticity where less external attachment brings more internal clarity and contentment. Horse Wisdom Yoga can help clients of all ages reconnect to their true nature of joy and bliss through creating a safe space for connection, expression, and reflection by working with the honest, non-predatory wisdom of horses. Clients who have worked with the equine guided wellness model of Horse Wisdom Yoga have left the experience with feelings of gratitude direction, clarity, self-love, healing, and an overall sense of peace and wellness. On today's show, Fatini will be sharing her own personal life journey of self-discovery with the horses and how they guided her to trust and allow the divine direction of her own life. Together with the horses, she invites you to follow your own bliss and march to the beat of the divine drum of passion and purpose. So without further ado, please welcome Fatini. Welcome to episode one, Marching to the Hoofbeat of the Divine Drum, with our special guest, horse listener, Fatini Shadrika Walton. Horse Wisdom Yoga is an equine guided wellness practice by Fatini Shadrika and her horse partners as a way to help people on their journey from their head to their heart. In this modern day, so many of us are stuck in the vicious cycle of just doing more, wanting more, 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 more. The horses help us return to our authenticity, where less external attachment brings more internal clarity and contentment. Horse Wisdom Yoga can help clients of all ages reconnect to their true nature of joy and bliss through creating a safe space for connection, expression, and reflection by working with the honest, non-predatory wisdom of horses. Clients who have worked within the equine guided wellness model of horse wisdom yoga have left the experience with feelings of gratitude, direction, self-love, healing, and an overall sense of peace and wellness. On today's show, Fatini will be sharing her own personal life's journey of self-discovery with the horses and how they guided her to trust and allow the divine direction of her own life Together with the horses, she invites you to follow your own bliss and march to the beat of the divine drum of passion and purpose. I'm so excited. So without further ado, please welcome Fatini. Welcome, Fatini. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, this is so wonderful. So exciting. And the work that you do in the world. So let's just dive in. You're right. Your work is being deeply inspired by horses. So how did you discover this passion for yourself, your life purpose with the horses and yoga? Well, that's a loaded question. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do my best with it. Um, so basically, coming from a very difficult childhood, uh, a lot of a lot of dysfunction and and trauma, coming from sort of the younger years of my life. Um, I went on the journey of healing and self discovery from a very young age, sort of looking for answers and and diving into my to my inner wisdom to find a way to heal from, from my past. So it started, like I said, from a really young age. So about 13, 14, um, I started to, to leave, to leave our home. Our, my parents' marriage had broken down and things were sort of a mess. They were a mess at that time. And luckily the horses have helped us all heal together. So that's that's the happy ending to that story. Yes, absolutely wonderful. But anyway, going back these years into that time, um, we uh, basically, I, I already started leaving home when, when my parents' marriage broke down. So uh, I was going downtown. I was riding on the all-night bus. I remember the Bloor Danforth uh, all-night bus. And I would sit in the back of the bus reading self-help books and wearing my dark glasses so people couldn't see into my eyes because, you know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Yes, they are. So, Yes. And the horses actually have the largest eye of any mammal. So mm-hmm. there's a big window of reflection there. Anyway, I, I, the eyes are a big thing for me because I remember hiding my eyes for many, many years as a young person, uh, even, you know, moving from school to school through this sort of stage of, of severe challenge and, and um, instability, s- sort of coming from my parents' marriage breakdown. So let's just, I'm going to try to uh, frame this for you. So it's pretty much, a, it pretty much was a really intense stage of, of healing and uh, discovering the horse's from the age of around 13, 14 to about 22. So that's when I really went on that, that path of like, how can I heal? How can I still finish college? How can I do these things and, you know, not become a statistic because I was in circumstances that were very dangerous and very um, unsafe. So I found my first, my, my connection to horses was from a child for sure. Although there wasn't really much reason or, or logic behind that. My parents didn't have a lot of money. So it's not like I was, you know, privy to riding lessons or any exposure to horses, but something about them always represented this sense of freedom. You know, that Mm -hmm. vision of, of horses running and their manes and tails flowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. That's what I held in my third eye chakra was this vision of the horses running free. And, and now looking back in retrospect, I see that that vision was giving me hope and inspiration of one day feeling free. So, came so that across was my first, that was sorry, one of your first, that was one of your first gifts. Absolutely. One mm-hmm. of my first gifts from the horses was being able to see that vision of, of freedom and to keep me going and inspiring me to keep going mm-hmm. on the journey and not give up because it would have been really easy to give up. And there were many times I felt like, like giving up, but I, but I didn't, I kept going. And it was that vision behind my, my third eye that kept me seeing that there was more, you know, there was freedom somewhere to be, to be experienced. And that's a wonderful thing, Fatina, that you're sharing with the vision, because when we have clarity in our life and you, you're like, you're saying you're holding on, you see that big vision, but you don't know how to get there, but you're trusting it with hope and faith that you had. So 
it's something for our listeners to think about for their own life to create that vision and you know get out of your own way you don't have to figure out how just create the vision for the life that you want I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, this might be fast forwarding from the story that I was telling, but it's really important to say uh, this vision I held in my third eye is actually the vision that I'm living now. And mm -hmm. and just as you mentioned, you don't really have to know how you're going to get there. You actually, if anything, let go of that part because mm -hmm. that's what creates that resistance with the universe is when we start to say, well, I can't because, um, you know, I don't have enough money or, or, you know, I can never accomplish that because, and give us, give ourselves all these reasons why we can't live our best life or create our best life is actually what causes the resistance. So it cannot happen. That's right. Because or, if you have, if you have a story that's limiting you, whatever, um, even if you think it's true, you have to create a more powerful story that's going to create that life that you want. So you can change your story. You can change who's in your story, the characters, the lighting. We get to choose that as individuals. Absolutely. And more often, I feel like it chooses us. Mm -hmm. You know, Because we are, have a dharma. We have a purpose coming here into our lives. And each one of our dharma is very unique. Our life purpose is very unique. And I truly believe that people already know what their purpose is. It's more about getting out of their own way, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. to be able to really see that purpose. And then once we see it, that's it. Once we make that connection, the rest falls into place. And I really, truly believe that because I've lived it. Mm -hmm. So I met the first um, couple of horses that I became friends with. When I was about 16, there was a... a, a place called Riverdale Farm and it was on Broadview mm -hmm. and the school that I was going to at that time I went to nine high schools and lived in 20 different places um, wow. but the school yeah very very unstable root chakra healing <laughs> chakra the grounding yeah, that yes was, yes that was the first place I went on my healing journey was to the root chakra but anyway so I met these two Clydesdale horses at this farm and it was in between my school at that time and where I was working so I would ride my bike and I would stop at the farm and there was two Clydesdale horses there and I would sit and read my self-help books and they would you know nibble at my hair and just make me giggle and laugh and at that time there was so much value in just being able to laugh and feel um, friendship because of moving so much and moving so many schools it was really difficult for me to have lasting friendships mm -hmm. So moving forward uh, into, let's say, college years. So uh, now, you know, the struggle has carried through and I'm finally finding some root chakra healing, some stability, uh, complete college. I actually met my now husband around that same time. So things Wonderful. were really good. Yeah, life was really starting to feel good. And I felt like I was starting to see the lights, like from that sort of darkness that I was sitting in for so many years. And uh, as I things were starting to come together. I thought, okay, now is my time to start exploring this feeling I have with horses. So out I went into the world of equestrian and trying all sorts of different um, types of riding because that's really all you could find out there to do with horses. And that didn't really feel good. So I started to, I was working in a law firm at the time and I started to get up at five in the morning on my weekends to go work at a breeding farm. Wow. So I thought, okay, I don't really like riding. It wasn't really resonating. Let me try this. This is going to take me out to be with mares and foals and, you know, just in, in a lovely environment with, with the horses being, you know, having babies and whatnot. So, well, I was wrong about that one. <laughs> it was disastrous. I felt, I'm an empath, so I felt so much pain for 
these horses and, and just how they were being handled and, and how um, industrial it felt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was really difficult. So I had to leave there. I think I lasted maybe two months there and I loved being around the horses and cleaning their stalls and being able to see them. But I just, my, my sensitivities were really being triggered by how they were being treated and handled as, um, you know, a, a product as opposed to a sentient spiritual being. So uh, from there, I uh, found um, a friend, actually, well, not a friend, but an acquaintance that was working at my dog's vet clinic at the time. And she was talking and I was telling her about my connection to horses and whatnot. And and she was talking about how one of her mares was actually going to be having a baby, a bull. And I said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, can we be there when it happens? And so this is my my husband, myself, and our then uh, about a year and a half, two-year-old son. <laughs> so she called us when the baby was born and we got to go out and see him. And my son named him Snickers. Uh, his name has now been uh, changed to Spirit. And that was about two years ago in his sort of coming of age ceremony when he turned <laughs> That's seven. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he is now Spirit. But anyway, so uh, we met him in 2011 and when he was born on April Fool's Day, (laughs) uh, 2011, and he became my first real spiritual horse teacher. So this young fella came into our life with a lot of wild horse spirit and still has a lot of wild horse spirit and taught me all about facing fear and playfulness and my inner child. And it's interesting because he represents that now as an archetype to a lot of our clients as well. So it's interesting watching how they came into my life and what they represented to me and then seeing how they represent that same sort of archetype to a lot of clients that come here. So after Spirit, there was Malachi, who is our black horse, and he taught me a lot about the dark side, the shadow, owning our shadow, honoring our darkness and how to express that in in a creative way and then came penny who's our chestnut mare who taught me a lot about healing the the maternal pain so not just the pain of my mother but my mother's mother and her mother and the the maternal Mm -hmm. lineage that i carry Mm -hmm. generational generational healing um, Mm -hmm. from the maternal side and and really healed a lot of my relationship with my mom you know, in, in our, in our life. And then came Isa, who's the white horse. And she came into our lives in 2015, representing the divine light, representing the readiness to share um, on this spiritual journey and open our home and our farm to others uh, to come and learn about this way with horses. So it's amazing. And there's so much more to tell, but you know, I could go on for hours. Um, But in a nutshell, we've opened our farm in 2012 to the public to work with the three horses that we had at that time, doing sort of an equine guided coaching method. And and I've done certification programs, so many of them, you can see them in in our barn, uh, so many of them that has supported my personal healing, but Mm -hmm. also my professional journey, uh, offering this to others. And when ISA came along in 2015, it was our message to take it to another level. And she helped me, along with the rest of the herd, develop Horse Wisdom Yoga, which is what you were you were sharing with the listeners at the beginning of this of this meeting. Mm-hmm. So when people come with these four beautiful gifts that these each unique gifts that each horse is giving, how does when a client comes and wants to work with a horse? How do they, do they pick the horse or how is that process or, or does the horse pick them or choose them? 
That's a great question. So it's different, to be honest with you, it's different every time. Sometimes it'll be so obvious when I go down and do the morning chores, there's all, always sort of a, a meeting with the horses before a client arrives. So I'll go down and I'll say, oh, so-and-so is coming today. You know, if I know what they want to work on, I'll share that with the horses. If I don't know, I'll say, I'm not sure what we're working on today. Perhaps you know what they're working on, you know, in my dialogue with the horses. Sometimes I talk with them in, you know, English. Sometimes it's, it's more of a telepathic conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, regardless, uh, sometimes in that check-in before the client arrives, a horse will be really obviously different than the rest of them. So whether it's out of character, they start to act really out of character. That's one of the ways that I know. Sometimes it's an inner knowing. Like even my husband will say to me, sometimes Isa wants to work with the client today. And <clears> I'll say, well, how do you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he'll say, well, she hasn't moved. She's been staring at the house or she's been staring at the barn, you know, so just these different ways of knowing. And sometimes it happens when the client's here. So sometimes they'll go out into the field with all of the horses and a particular horse will choose them. So it's really different with, with each client. And this model is largely intuitively based. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of science to back it up. But in the way we practice it, it's very flexible and intuitively based, much like the yoga practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if couples come, because I know you have that also, does, mm -hmm. is, is it the same process? Because maybe one, one of the couple out of wants to work with that horse or it's same, I guess it's the same process though. The horse, it, it would be the same process because mm -hmm. really like in this model, so there are a lot of um, equine guided models, whether it's equine assisted learning, equine facilitated learning, equine facilitated psychotherapy, there's all kinds. Uh, in our model, it really has very little restraint on the horses. So very little control. Um, in some other models that I've experienced, there's a lot of control. So the horses are haltered and they're ready for the client when the client arrives and the facilitator already has the activities that they're going to do with the client. Here, what we do is we have a portfolio of activities and we intuitively call on which activity is suitable at which time in by watching the horse and what the horse is saying is suitable at that time. So we're really alleviating a lot of our own control over this process and allowing the horses to do what they do best. And that's teach us and reflect to us. So even if it's a couple that joins us, it's very much the same process. We'll pay attention to the horses, of course, that day when the client is arriving or the clients are arriving, we'll pay attention to the horses and see what kind of insight or wisdom they have to share with us. It's incredible what I have seen and what I have experienced with the horses so much so that I fully trust them in this practice. I literally hand over the reins to the horses and I just pay attention and hold the space. I know that that's wonderful. I know that you shared um, when we talked earlier that, you know, you let go of anything in your life. You're, you're very intuitive and you're honoring in the presence of things that do not serve you. Like you said, if you got tired, you go have a rest. Or if you are inspired to go read a book, you follow in with your intuition Share with us some of the other everyday practices that you have in your personal life that can help our listeners. Absolutely. So we have a number of practices. I have a number of personal practices that are helping me receive clarity and insight and connect with my own inner wisdom on a daily basis to, to guide this very divinely orchestrated life that, that I'm living and, and really enjoying uh, living this way. Um, one of them is yoga. So the practice of yoga, not just the physical practice, but the full eight limb yoga practice, which includes meditation, breath exercise, different uh, sensory um, practices, 
I love aroma, aromatherapy. I'm also a certified aromatherapist and I work with essential oils on a day-to-day basis with my horses as well. Hmm. Uh, I help my clients with aromatherapy as well. We offer customized blends uh, for people and their horses. So working on an intuitive level with the oils, I love that. Uh, And that helps me every day on an emotional level, physical Mm -hmm. level. I, I love the oils. And um, uh, I mentioned the the yoga practice and the eight limbs. So one of those limbs being meditation. So meditation plays a big part in uh, offering clarity in my my mind by starting the day and ending the day and oftentimes having a little break in the day of meditation. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a seated meditation. It could be a walk in the forest. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be spending time out with the horses. But the key to making it a meditation is the mindful awareness that goes into that practice. So it's not a forest walk talking on the phone. And, you know, it's, it's like a very mindful forest walk, noticing the the trees, noticing the earth beneath my feet, noticing and allowing myself to really experience it from a, from a sensory level. And sometimes it's withdrawing the senses and allowing everything to be as it is, but really paying my drawing my awareness to what's happening in the internal dialogue. So mm-hmm. it just depends what kind of meditation that I'm doing that day. But, um, but yeah, I know that so, I know that meditation for me is a uh, non-negotiable. It's what yeah. allows me to have that space and go within and quiet the mind and just be and connect with my higher self. So it's literally I've been doing it now for two years, and it is a non-negotiable. It just is yeah. my place to be. And what you said with nature, and that I was just talking to someone the other day that you know I was saying about how important nature is for me and how today people are so connected to all these devices. (laughs) And, you know, I'll see a mother walking a baby, holding the dog and talking on the phone. (laughs) And I think, wow, if you could only be present and just be so present, there's so many gifts in that. And, you know, I think we we forget the simplicity in some gifts in our life. Or this week, we, we ran out of hot water one day, the person couldn't come to the next day. We really had a lot of gratitude for a hot shower the next day. It was like, mm. wow, just something as simple as that. And to be honest, that's really what this model of horse wisdom yoga does is it what I find is it brings people, we, we work with people of all ages, um, different things that they're coming to talk about, whether it's um, not necessarily to talk about, but to, to work with. It's a lot of times anxiety, depression. Uh, sometimes it's people who are just on the spiritual, I shouldn't say just, I mean, it's a big deal, but mm-hmm. people on the spiritual path, on the spiritual journey that are looking for clarity or direction and they arrive and that is exactly what they receive. When they're leaving here, I find that's exactly what it is. It's a sense of connection, getting away from the phones and from the day-to-day you know, rat race, so to speak, and really connecting or reconnecting with that place a word that i that i hear a lot of clients use is the center Hmm. like their center point uh reconnecting with their center and in that center is where you can start to hear your inner compass Mm -hmm. your inner gps system your inner Mm -hmm. wisdom really is coming from that center place so whatever that is you know we consider it the heart center um you know the horses have a huge heart so just being in their space from the pendulum effect we're already communicating and connecting through the place of the heart as opposed to the intellectual mind. There is no intellect. You're working with 1,200 pound animal. It's not an intellectual experience. It's, um, a, it's an energetic heart connected experience. So we 
You, we both know about the Heart Math Institute and how there's studies there connecting, telling you about the connection to your heart and get out of your head and how when you become attuned to your emotions, you know, benefits are like more focus or, you know, greater comprehension or enhanced creativity, which is something you teach. Yes. So you were told us about some of the clients that have come. What's the biggest breakthrough somebody's had with working with the horses in your program? Oh, there's been so <laughs> many. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about one in particular. Thank you. Amazing story. So the woman arrived, middle-aged woman. I didn't know much about her or what she was coming for. Some, some clients don't really talk much about what's actually going on, which is fine. That's the beauty of this work. You don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what was going on or what was bringing her here. She drove a good two hours to be here for a session. The horse that chose her was Isa. Mm-hmm. And how I knew it was Isa was because Isa would not leave the gate. She would not leave the gate, which was out of character for her. And the gate that she wouldn't leave was not the gate to go out to the grass with the other horses, which in horse behavior, that would be the gate they would want to stand at. She stood at the gate that faced the gravel driveway. Mm. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. It's like she was waiting for the client to arrive. So when the client arrived, it turned out that we were dealing with a direction. So the direction was that she wanted to... Uh, she had a vision of what she wanted to do with her life and her current situation was not really fostering her to move in that direction. So I didn't know exactly what all that meant. She didn't really break it down for me, but I will share that after because I've heard from her since, um, which was over a year ago. And she just contacted us a few weeks ago with an update. So I'll share that after I I let you know what happened in the session. So anyway, um, so I said, okay, she told me there was a vision and I said, okay, let's pretend that post And I pointed at one of the fence posts is your vision. I said, why don't we walk with Isa to your vision? So she proceeded to halter Isa and try to walk with Isa to the vision. But Isa wouldn't really move. She was dancing around her. She was becoming really anxious. So I looked at the horse because she's telling me something. She's saying, okay, I'm anxious. You know, something's off balance here. Something's not in alignment. So I looked at my client's hands. And the way she was holding the rope and she was squeezing the rope so tight, like her knuckles were white. And I said, my goodness, I said, look at how the grip you've got on that, on that rope. So it ended up representing like through more dialogue, it ended up representing the control, the need to control the outcome of her vision. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I said, the horse is obviously getting quite anxious. I said, why don't we take the halter off of her? So she took the halter off. Ah, I said, takes a deep breath. Thank you. I said, why don't you walk to your vision? Let go of the control. Let go of the the restraint and just walk. So she hands me the rope and the halter. So Isa is free to go wherever she wants. And it's a large area that we're working in. And the client starts to walk. And I said, don't look back. It doesn't matter what the horse is doing. You're going to walk to your vision. I had no idea this was going to happen. Our horses are not trained to do anything uh, other than have manners. Um, they're, they're not trained to do any performing. Well, Isa followed her to the post. Mm. And I said to the client, I said, look behind. And she looked behind when she arrived at her post and Isa was right there. That's just beautiful. (laughs) Oh, it was amazing. So the underlying message or the, 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 the nugget here for the client was, oh my gosh, I just need to let go and put one foot in front of the other Mm. and walk to my vision. So I heard from this client, I think it was longer than a few weeks, maybe a few months ago. And she told me, 
how much her life has changed since that session, which was a year and a half ago. She said that she has since left her job, which was the decision that she was trying to make and has moved full time into her vision of her art. So she's an artist and is now happier than she's ever been. And she, and, and her, um, uh, her, her, she does have a review on, on one of our pages uh, where she talks about, about how this experience really transformed her life. Her, yeah. It changed her mm-hmm. life. Like mm-hmm. if she didn't have this experience with the Horace with Isa, she feels that she never would have had the clarity to make that very clear decision. I think that's just beautiful because again, it's, for me, I love Wayne Dyer's about letting go, letting God, or let the universe yes. or your higher self guide you. So anytime you want to control, like you were saying earlier, you you, it's, you leave the how to the universe. You have to yeah. know what you want so that with clarity and focus and then taking inspired action in your life every day and you know, allowing the people, the circumstances, the opportunities to show up. And as you say, you live your day-to-day life listening to your intuition and how much you love that, that is just so much to have more flow and ease in your life than us struggling. I know for myself, if I try to control something in my family, like, Oh, could you go do that chore or something? It does, it doesn't work. And, you know, just to say, Oh, that person needs space or, you know, it's, it's just to allow, um, you know, and and going from that place. Yeah. The ease and the flow is, and even when challenges show up, just realize there's a gift in that that there's something in that learning to, to be held and to learn and to grow because we're all about expansion and growth. Yeah. I love that the ISA was there. And you said the ice is about divine light. That's just, yes. I just have little goosebumps about that. Oh, truth bumps. <laughs> truth bumps. I like that. I've never heard that one before. It's, is- it's really, it really is really, really fascinating. And, and mm. like I said, that's, that story is just one of so many, um, but I, f- I felt that was a good one to fit into a short amount of time to be able to really express what, you know, how the you. power of that breakthrough. Yeah. But yeah. there's so many, so many stories and we've got a ton of reviews on our, on our Facebook pages and our Google business pages. Uh, there, there's a lot out there that, that has, um, you know, been shared and a lot that hasn't been. Do people only come and have this experience once or do they, some people book it twice a year or, you know, or do they have that one aha big breakthrough and they go off on their way? You know, I think it's like any other model. It, it sort of depends on the person. So some, mm-hmm. like the woman that I mentioned, she came once and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, some come regularly, some book a six week um, session. So they'll come once a week for six weeks. We have a sort of special package for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some will come, you know, a couple times a year. Some will do the intensive, the six week intensive, and then come once a month and then come once every three months as like almost a little maintenance, you know? Uh, so it really depends. And, and there's no pressure. That's the beauty of living to the hoofbeat of my divine drum is that I don't feel like I have to chase people or sell my services. I'm here and, and I'm doing and living the life that I love and that I believe in. And I'm a true story of, of healing and self-discovery and, and connection. And, and, you know, it's, it's showing up in who we truly are. That is our medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's what we hold space for the horses to do is to show up how they true, who they truly are. And that, and that's mm-hmm. enough. And mm-hmm. I believe in the same for myself and for every single one of us is showing up is enough. We don't ask the tree to do more than it does, right? No, we're enough. Honor the tree for being, yeah, for being the tree and the horses for being horses. Our horses are non-ridden. They have uh, very strict limitations on their work. So they're you know, only allowed to do five sessions a week. 
um, and not each horse. So it's five sessions in total uh, per week. So we get booked up quite quickly. The, and, and when we do our training programs, uh, which again, you can find out more about that on, on mm-hmm. the website, mm-hmm. they Talk have a week off work. Yeah. So, so we really honor their energy. Uh, they're not used as a tool. They are our partners and, you know, we honor them just as we honor ourselves. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, marriage of, of practices and uh, interspecies connection and, and unconditional love. Well, I know it's a huge commitment that you've also, it's a passion and it's your life purpose, but it's also a huge commitment that you've made you, your whole family to be with these horses. Cause you know, I know that one of my passions are hawks and I looked into the idea of having a hawk and working in that whole modality with my totem. But for me right now, that, that kind of commitment doesn't fit in with my life right now to go see hawks and honor them and, and I do honor nature. And when I see a hawk, I always send blessings and communicate with trees and animals. Um, but it's a huge commitment that you have. Absolutely, it is. Uh, we, it's, it's, it's interesting because it, it is life. For us, mm-hmm. it's our life. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm devoted to this practice. I'm devoted to the practice of raising my son. I'm devoted to the practice of mm-hmm. being a, a, you know, a devoted wife. Like it's, I'm devoted to, to these practices as life. So I don't really look at it like, like mm-hmm. it's, you know, a, a job or a, a commitment. It's, it, it's, it's a devotion, really. Yeah, it's it's a passion. It's a devotion, and and you know, I I look at um, all of this as bliss, and and as long as mm. we're all aligned, and and thank goodness our family is very blessed to be very aligned, and and not just my husband and my son and I, but even spreading out into my parents. You know, we've done a lot of healing together with the horses, and and it's it's incredible. So the alignment that this has brought, and the the divine direction and the healing that this has brought our, our family is enough. You know, my husband and I have said that so many times because we've invested a lot of our, you know, not just, you know, external resources, but our internal energy and resources into this, you know, um, offering and this lifestyle. And we've often said to each other, you know, even if nothing worked out as far as the business side, quote unquote, of things, it's okay because what we've received is so much abundance that, we don't, we don't count, you know, anything else. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we've never done a business plan. We've never said, okay, we need to do this many sessions or have this many mm. clients. Like we just show up and truly show up for our lives and share that with the world. And everything has just come together and it's come together so beautifully. So that's why I'm such a firm believer in following your bliss. And for us, it's following our bliss together with the horses. And I also love the message of, it's enough because I think a lot of us, I know my clients that come to me think they're broken or they're not enough. And we're just, we're enough. We're whole. We're not broken. That's an illusion. (laughs) We're not separate. We're one. And as each one of us heal, we create a snowball effect to help others heal. So I love that message for people to know they're enough just being born with their, their, if anything, they're way more than enough. And to, wake up and remember that and know their own personal truth because this show is about creating and living the life you love on your terms with your unique gifts and abilities and going out in the world and making a difference even if it's whatever that is it could be baking a cake for a neighbor like you know it doesn't have to be exactly huge thing so that's a wonderful message but please share with us i know that you have this 
this is wonderful. You've, you have a beautiful gift that you'd like to give to our listeners today. What is that? And, and also where your programs are. And our listeners will find all the links below this interview for the show. Thank you so much. Uh, the gift that I'm offering to our listeners today is an excerpt from my poetry book. And it is lessons from the horses. So it's a number of lessons that I've learned from the horses, uh, not just from observing clients, but my own experiences with the horses. And in that poetry book where it's coming from, which we'll have the links here, uh, it's the poetry book is basically a journal of my healing with the horses. So uh, those lessons that I learned along the way are being shared with you through this gift. And there's many, many more lessons between the time I wrote that and now. <laughs> but it's it's there for you, and then hopefully it sparks your interest to learn more about the horse as a teacher. Yes, and um, my book's coming to me. I see it as part of my inspirational Woo-hoo! reading every day, so thank you for that. And again, all the links will be below. So thank you, Fatini, for sharing your wisdom from your heart and soul today and your message, which is lovely, to march to the beat of your own divine drum of passion and purpose. Hey, namaste. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.